0: It's the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Banmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone. So please welcome Blue Kailan with me here, a former psychotherapist and a back- with a background of the psychology and also neuroscience. And right now, she's a renowned coach, consultant, and innovator for proposed driven leaders and enterprise. Thank you so much for joining me today, at Brooke. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, anyone who came across Brookie will see lovely picture, like very like stylish picture, and I love it. I really like it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so the um, the photo shoots were like a thing that started for me, I think maybe like three years ago. So I didn't really know much about running a business before I started my business. So like promoting and marketing and photo shoots and, you know, content and all the stuff for social media, that was a whole new ballgame for me. So but over the years though, I came to really enjoy the photo shoots just for fun without having any attachment to like, is this a marketing promo photo? Is this professional off? So um yeah, yeah the picture part, it's so fun. It's like a, it's kind of an aspect of my personality too. So I'm glad you like them.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, it looks great and it looks amazing. I'm like, I just keep seeing your posts in my timeline. Like, yeah, I, I actually like your picture. I didn't really read your content. I like it. The- <laughs> That's great. That's good, it means it's working, right? (laughs) Well done. Anyway, um, tell us a little bit more about who you were when you were younger until now, how it brings you to entrepreneurship journey. Mm,
1: That's a good question. So I guess like from a very young age, I was always a high achiever, I was a high performer, I was like always asking for extra credit and homework and was always like sort of multi-talented. So I had a lot of passions growing up. I loved school, I loved playing the piano, I loved singing, I loved riding horses, dancing. So I was really lucky to have parents that like supported all those activities and really let me kind of run with all of it. So I've always been this sort of like multi-passioned, multi-faceted person even since childhood. And I also recognized pretty early on that I had a knack for questioning everything. So I questioned rules, I remember being in math class in like eighth grade, you know, when you have to like learn the like axioms and the, and the rules about algebra. So I would always like question the rule. Like, why is that a rule? Why is that a law? And my teacher was like, it just is. And I'd be like, no, but why? <laughs> so I've always been like super curious and like challenging things that don't seem to make sense to me. So I kind of like had this personality where I was like very expressive and very creative and also not liking to abide by rules just for the sake of abiding by rules. So what that did for me before I figured out how to launch a business, <laughs> because I liked to break rules and I liked to challenge status quo, it got me fired a lot from, from nine to five jobs because people don't like being questioned. The, the, the way that like a rehab is run, you know, like that's been intact for a while. And here comes this new girl, like, can we do it this way? That's better. Or like, can we try this instead? Or the patients are responding better to this. And I would always get labeled as like insubordinate or, you know, arrogant or whatever. So um, I think those are like the main pieces that actually like, until I figured out who I really was and what my purpose was and how to really leverage all of that, it was a struggle for me because I felt like there was something wrong with me because I wasn't like other people. I felt like I had, I must have a terrible work ethic. Like, why can't I, why can't I make this nine to five thing feel good to me? So before my business, I I really was struggling and, you know, not happy because it's like fitting the square peg into the round hole. Like, I couldn't fit myself into the conventional world of work. It just did not work for me. I tried over and over again (laughs) to no avail. So it was around, gosh, I think it was around, like, 2007 or 8 that I had, like, a side gig where I was actually doing energy work for people while I was a psychotherapist. So I was doing, like, individual counseling, family counseling. I would lead family groups and workshops and then I'd also lead these like pretty big workshops at one of the rehabs I worked at usually there were like 100 people like per workshop so I was doing that as a psychotherapist and then I had a side gig doing energy work which I really loved so eventually I just sort of figured out how to make everything kind of become one thing So I I took my counseling background and my, you know, my psychology background and my neuroscience background. I'm obsessed with the mind. I'm obsessed with the brain. I'm also obsessed with how energy works and how the human body works. So eventually I learned to take my desire to break rules. So I like, I was like, well, I can't have a boss. It doesn't work for me. So how can I be my own boss and how can I let myself do all the things that I feel really passionate about professionally, and also have the time and the freedom to keep doing all the things that light me up personally. So that's sort of like the, it's the nutshell yeah. of, of my journey from childhood to here, yeah.
0: I mean, it's not really only you. I mean, I can resonate with that at some certain point, like why I'm not, why I'm quite different from others. I really able to resonate with that, like I tried to find myself before, like leave the country and like travel around and right now I have to come back to Thailand because not really work so far, or I have chosen the wrong country to live for two years. Mm-hmm. So without go through this life path, I think sometimes it's necessary, right?
1: Oh, totally. And I think too, like, you know, life, I don't know if you can relate to this too, and for anybody who's listening, I'm really stubborn. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, like I was talking about how I really wanted to make the nine to five thing work, but it didn't. So a lot of times life would sort of swoop in and like fix things for me. Meaning I was trying to make a job work, but I was miserable at it. And I was trying and trying. I was a success coach at one point in Nashville for a company called Inside Track. And I worked with college students to so basically try to keep them in school or like support them through their education. And I was required to like go through this like, you know, checklist on, on coaching calls, which I understand, but I was like, I, I can't do checklists. It's like, you need to give me freedom to really explore and like listen to them and, and be spontaneous in the moment. And they were like, that's not how we work. That's not how this company works. So anyway, I, I like was really fighting that a lot. And, um, life was like, I wasn't willing to get to quit. I was like willing to kind of stick it out. Um, but life kind of swoops in for me moments like that. And I got fired from that job. But then very quickly after that, I got an invitation to work at somewhere else, like very quickly. So a lot of times too, so you talk about being stuck, like a lot of times for me, I would have kept myself stuck. This is where I believe in something bigger than me. Um, Unless like life, I call it life or life force swoops in and says, you're not figuring this out on your own. So like, we'll just sort of like, here's an invitation. Here's an opportunity. Do you see it? Do you see what we're doing for you? So yeah, it's like either you can get yourself out of a hole or life will present opportunities to help you. I think that's what I believe.
0: I think this is a good point. I believe personally that everything will work out for me eventually, even though I fail, but it would Mm -hmm. be something that because of that failure would lead to the path that I would get to where I want to be, but just different way. It always happened that way. Like that's from my experience though. So I always think that everything is always working out for me and it really is just how that is the difference. So Mm -hmm. I'm not that spiritual person though. Don't get me wrong. I'm very logical, but it's also happened to me because I really believe in myself in that sense.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah, no, and that's the power of belief too. So, um, you know, I had a mentor, I think he was 2013 or 14, one of my first coaches. And he said the same thing. One of the mantras that he taught me was everything is always working out perfectly for me. And truly like when, when you create a mantra or an affirmation or a belief that like you can get on board with, you really are creating your reality based on that belief. So I, I believe you when you say like everything always works out for me eventually, right? If you believe that, like you're putting that out into your reality and out into the, you know, into the world. So that's a, that's a really great thing for anybody listening to, to practice is decide, decide that everything's out for you decide that life will help decide that people will come in and help you you know
0: yeah and i i think you also have facing from your client side well and from my side also i think people have a problem about realizing their self-awareness that that is the key thing that would lead to to where they want to be and being not so decisive in things in life like whenever the opportunity Comes in. So, from your expertise, though, so like neuroscientists about human brain, about energy, how you contribute and make impact and make life better for your clients or people surrounding you, actually.
1: Hmm, she so saying, How do I take my skill set and help people? So, I, over the years, I've come to realize that like human beings are, are full of like an incredible amount of potential. And oftentimes that potential is untapped. So even if you look at, you know, we're only using like a small percentage of our brain capacity at any given moment. Or if you look at the fact and the numbers and the the percentages are always going to be a little bit different based on who you talk to. But even if like we're using like, you know, five to 10% of our conscious, like awareness or conscious mind, that means that there's 90 to 95% of subconscious stuff going on. So we have this like giant wellspring of energy and neural pathways and electric impulses that are running at all times, but we're just not aware of them. And then also too, the human body is an astounding tool. Like if you think about this gift that we've been given, we literally were born into this vessel that can see and breathe and the heart beats for us and we can touch, we can perceive and we can hear and we can create and we can think. Like we have so much capacity just inherent as a human and I what happens for a lot of people well everybody really if you're born into a culture or society you're just naturally born into conditioning um, the brain um, the way that the brain learns is through conditioning imitation or observation so we're all just prepped to be absorbing information and absorbing beliefs and absorbing other people's thoughts and absorbing your parents thoughts right so if you think about like all the potential that we have and then over time and this isn't like anybody's fault it's just the product of evolution um it served us at some point to adopt the the customs of our culture right so um every time we have a thought that doesn't really serve us like if we heard our parents say something like there's not enough money to go around so if you hear that as a child you you adopt that belief as your own even if you don't believe it So essentially like we all get amalgamated or, or, you know, inundated with all this information that may or may not be true. And in my experience, all of that information creates a bunch of filters and the filtering is what dims our potential, both like neurologically, physically, physiologically, energetically, emotionally, spiritually. So we're kind of walking around with this like sort of cage of filters. And what I do for people is essentially it's twofold. So I help them become aware of who they truly are at their core, what they truly desire, what they really want for themselves. And then I also help them become aware of all these sort of filters that have been built. That's preventing them from realizing their potential. So like my ultimate desire um, for everyone, really, and even if my friends are around, like my ultimate desire is for, for people to know and understand like how to achieve and actualize their potential. Like that's my overarching umbrella for everything. Um, so you can tell like I'm super passionate about that. So my, my work is really in, in helping people know what their true nature is and also what not, what's not their true nature and letting this part go. And so when, we, when, when I do this with my clients, what always happens, like the results are always the same. You basically are reclaiming power and reclaiming energy and reclaiming, you know, belief systems. People always get wealthier, their income always increases, their relationships always improve, their health always improves. Like oftentimes people will move like fully out of depression, fully out of anxiety. I don't like suggest that they get off medication because I'm not a medical professional anymore, but you know, oftentimes any medication that they're on for anxiety or depression, they're off of it when we work together just because they don't need it anymore. And that's a whole other thing too. So I actually had panic disorder and agoraphobia in like 2007 and eight. So I really understand how to pull myself out of that. So that also helps me serve my clients too, because I know anxiety and depression very well, and I understand how to get out of them. So it's, um, I, I teach that to my clients too. So yeah, I hope that makes sense. I'm, I'm basically like a, an advocate for human potential, actualized human potential.
0: You know what it makes sense for me because i also go through that path i really believe in therapy so much like i think therapists have opened my eyes from many things about realize more why i do this thing by myself like going backwards right and then realize how you just mentioned that like how everything in my life the way i make decisions and also the way i behave in general how mm-hmm. that happens like from whom that makes me think that way. Like I, because I have been grieving in the past year, like many people around me, like my social circle passed away at least four and it's mm, been a oh gosh! Yeah. So I, I have to dealing with that and I feel guilt without, without doing anything, you know? So it's, mm. it, it took some times to like contribute again towards the normal potential and normal productivity because there are things that like how to say that this grieving
1: grieving takes a toll yeah it takes a very like intense toll energetically and emotionally so i mean i'm sorry that that all happened to you at once that's
0: yeah i know i appreciate you thank you no but i'm just saying that it's very important to to know that filter and break it down and this is funny Mm -hmm. thing that least I have to face my own fear and I'm able to tell other people that I make that decision or I do this thing because I have this belief like limiting belief that still limit me and I'm working on it that's so funny though like for me personally to talking something like that like it's not surreal but I just have to work myself towards that and accept that this is really who I am that's really makes sense what you just told me Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think we were, I was, it's funny, I was um, having a conversation, I have a lot of friends that are musicians, so I'm not a musician myself, but music is a huge part of my life, it always has been, and you know, I'm a dancer, so technically like the body is my instrument, you know? And I was having a conversation with a bunch of friends on their porch a couple of nights ago, and they were asking me what I did for a living. And as soon as we got to talking about like programming the mind and the belief system, it's, it's funny because like, when I say like, oh, I'm a coach and a consultant, people just kind of glaze over sometimes. They're like, I don't know what that means. But when they start asking more questions, like, well, tell me exactly what you do. And I started talking about the neuroscience of the brain and the mind and metaprogramming and reprogramming and retraining the brain and everybody just lights up. So I think like on a a level, a lot of people are really intrigued by the way their own mind works and really intrigued by the way other people's minds work. And honestly too, like, my, when I first decided, so I I went to Vanderbilt for psychology and neuroscience. And then I remember this moment where I had taken like some human behavior classes and I was really intrigued by it all. And then it was years later, I think I was like sitting around my apartment one day and I was like, I'm really interested and obsessed with the way humans behave. I'm really interested in the way the mind works. I'm really interested in like, the correlation and like the relationship between the mind and the body and the, and the mind and the decision. So that's kind of what like spurred all of this career really was I had education, but I also had this like really innate curiosity. And I actually remember that from a young age too. Like I remember being like six or seven years old in church, looking at people talking. So I was just like this little, this little tiny thing. And then I was looking up, this memory is very vivid to me these two women were talking to each other, having a conversation. And I remember being curious even then, like, what are they, are they creating a reality right now? Like what, what is, I, could, I could kind of see the information exchange. And I was always curious, like, about, you know, how everybody was influencing each other, even from early on. So I think for, for a lot of business owners, like they find, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, the thing that you decide to go into business for is typically been there forever. Do you know what I mean? At least like the inspiration for it. We've typically had it since childhood. So I would say too, for anybody who's listening, who's like wanting to start a business or curious about like what their skill set is, is to really like connect with what do you feel so curious about? And a lot of times it can be so obvious that we miss it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I that work. In, I I work since I'm very young age. Though I work in like, I did some Thai drama. <laughs> I'm not really oh. sharing this for anyone, <laughs> but I did before. Like yeah, when when I was very young, I, I have done many performance when I was younger, and I start working very young. So I seems like doing this interview, connect with people, and make money out of it seems like something that I keen to do and yeah I I agree with you with everything you say right now I'm very enjoy listening to you
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm like I'm I'm enjoying our talk
0: yeah so let's talk about your business then right Mm -hmm. now can you tell me about your services like what are they
1: I have like a little bit of a hybrid so I do one-to-one work with people so I have a few private clients that will either work with me initially for like four months or I have a few that are working for me that have been working with me for you know over two years and i tend to it's funny i tend to have we were talking about this before i tend to have a very small group of i don't know if followers is the right word people that are like loyal and they will keep coming back so a lot of people who are private clients of mine years ago will you know fix one of their issues or do the success in the business and they come back to me later for relationships so i have like really good relationships with former and current clients. So I do private work with people. And then I also have courses running. Um, A couple of them are evergreen. And then I have, I typically launch like a new, whenever I get inspired by something, um, it usually becomes some sort of program. So like right now I got really inspired um, actually during pandemic to really look at like, what were the really the big components of like magnetic people, people Mm -hmm. that are, you know, doing great things in the world and attractive to people and tapping into their full potential. Like what are the actual qualities of magnetic people and specifically a magnetic woman? And I sort of like was playing around with my experience of like, what are the things that I've done in my life that have instantly like made me a magnet for what I want or made me a magnet for men or made me a magnet for better relationships. So right now I have a course called The Magnetic Woman It's actually a program. We're doing it live. And the first training is actually tonight. So we'll be going for six weeks. And that's a women's program. And I'm really excited about that because I get to pour in like 15 years worth of my own experience and my experience with clients and all the training and the energy work stuff. Um, And then I have two other courses that are sort of evergreen right now. Um, Money Mindset Mastery is one of them. That was a hugely successful course because i essentially, we were talking about reprogramming brain. So the, the whole course is about reprogramming the, the mind for prosperity. And when you reprogram the mind for prosperity, we had people that were like making like $6,500 overnight after a meditation that I led one, somebody else like had like a $27,000 month for the first time. We had a bunch of like first 10 K months. Like it really like the mind, when you, when you, sort of poke holes in the scarcity and replace it with thoughts of prosperity. It, I mean, it really does work. It was astounding how much people changed from that. And then I also have another one called um, the energetics of success. That one I created when I was in LA actually. So that one is there's no business strategy at all, but it's a business course. So that one teaches people the, the like foundation of success through my eyes. So like, that was another course where I was like, why was it? Cause it was fairly easy for me. Once I, once I actually went full-time with my business, I went to six figures very quickly. I think it was like within 18 months or something. And so I was like, well, wonder what's going on with me foundationally that allowed for that to happen so fast. And I realized that there were all these practices and like, you know, I was taking care of my personal energy, and I was really intrigued by feminine and masculine energy, and I had a really strong mindset, and I had really strong intention. So I sort of like um, created a course around teaching people the foundations of being a very strong business person. So it was, I think it was, it was I think the tagline of that one was like, six weeks to the foundation of your six-figure business. That one was really fun to do too. So it's funny, like I, I, I tend to teach non strategic courses. <laughs> but when I work one to one with people, I'm creating like very bespoke strategies for each individual client. So
0: Yeah, but kind of I, like to play in I mean, if it's not strategic, you cannot do a course, right? Because you cannot expect the outcome. I mean, just thinking in terms of my side, like system wise. So it's already strategic. <laughs> Don't say that mm-hmm. it's not big It it is. And yeah. I found, um, at least for me, I mean, I, I have been working on it. Like I, I believe that confidence and be very intentional doing the things that you really want to do is a skill set. It's not really mm. born with it. Like mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I have to came across many stereotype um limitation, let's say, discrimination, like we have to accept that that it's real, right, out there. And it's some kind of like um, effect to my confident issue to like even show up being me authentically and make more impact and actually earn more money by that. Like, and I Mm. find many of my clients get trapped, even though they have made six figures already, they're still trapped in, in the way that they make decisions. So I think you are the right person to talk about um, how to at least reframe the way they make decisions intentionally. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, setting intention is always like the first module of any of my courses, to be honest.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> um, because, and This is, a, this is actually a, a neuroscience thing. So like the way the brain works is you have a few systems set up where if you're if you're very direct with a clear intention your brain will sort of organize itself in the direction of your intention. So I help people I want to like help people like I said before like the human body is designed very well and the brain is designed very well, right? So if if you if I can teach people the very natural mechanisms that are already present and then help them leverage those it becomes easier. So like if the brain is already wired to organize itself and organize a belief system that supports an intention, then of course, like we need to start every course with an intention because I want their brain to know where they're going because I know that once they know exactly where they're going, their brain will really do some work behind the scenes, right? To kind of like notice the opportunities that are in line with that intention. And to notice the friendships and the relationships that are in line with that intention. So the brain is a really good, has a really good ability to recognize what is in alignment with your clarity.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like that—that that is the right word. Like clarity. I always go for clarity every time. Like whoever say anything, I don't care. Like to be honest. Like if they still have some confusion or some doubt, I'm not go all in. Like I can't. Yep. I have to, I have to protect myself on that because I know that I did that before and it's drained my energy, my performance, and I couldn't live the best that I want to feel. So that's many of my friends, many of my clients that like the, the one thing that limits them is because they're still confused. Mm -hmm. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. I agree with you actually. So. I think lack of clarity is sort of like the culprit and why people aren't doing what they want or achieving what they want or finding the kind of fulfillment that they want. Because again, like, so we were talking about the the components of the way that I coach people. So the first component is always helping them become aware of who they truly are and what they truly want and what their heart and, and mind want for them. And then we kind of, get rid of everything that is limiting that so this always has to come first the clarity of purpose and the clarity of self and the clarity of soul and you know the clarity of of desires so if this doesn't happen if that clarity doesn't happen it's like there's really nowhere to go like the the momentum doesn't happen does that make sense yep so i think um i think if, if people listening especially like if you're, if you're desiring momentum and change and more wealth and better relationships and like a greater sense of success, like you really do need to know where you're going. And even if you don't know like the big picture yet, just pick a few small things that you're super clear about because like even clarity in small areas of your life, you're eventually going to build that momentum. Right. And then the clarity becomes bigger. It amplifies itself. It builds upon itself. That's kind of what happened for me too. Cause I, I didn't know that I wanted to be, you know, a coach when I was 18. Never crossed my mind. I didn't even know what a coach was, (laughs) but over time, I just kept following my clarity and following my purpose and following the joy and following the ease and following what lit me up. And eventually it all was just like, "Ah!" like, it just all kind of, you know, comes together. So I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think somebody's confused. It can often be difficult for me to coach them too. So I can coach them through the confusion, but I found that the the clients of mine who came to me years ago, so I used to do like a lot of life purpose work for people. So the people that came to me, you know, I think it was maybe like 2016, 2017, who were like, I want to know my purpose. I don't know. I don't know what my purpose is and I want to know though. That was difficult. That was, that, that was like a, I mean, we got, we got progress and they ended up like, finding or activating or accessing their purpose but it did take a lot longer um, because they didn't have that self-awareness already but people who already have some kind of clarity or some kind of inclination towards what they really want, it's just way things pop off very fast like momentum builds do you know what I mean? So I tend to work with people who have more clarity these days it's just more fun too honestly
0: (laughs) explore right yeah I mean that is a good point like I find when we ask open-ended question to someone who don't have answer just yet is going to have to let them go to the rapid hole. And what I also found further down the line, I mean, I'm not professional medication professional whatsoever. I, I just have anxiety for quite a while and I just work with it myself. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go there, but what I'm trying to say is that depression is something I understand that we live in the past so much that we couldn't bring Mm -hmm. ourselves to the present. But then when we feel anxious, it's actually because we think too far ahead. Like we really want that, but we live too far in the future that we don't know how to break down the micro step from here right now at the present to get there where you want to live, which is actually easier. But... We really expect and detach to the outcome so much. So we got anxious and we don't do anything. That's, that is the conclusion that I found for myself personally and also mm. most of my clients because I have to help them building the whole operation system, right? And this is happened every day though. They know what they want, but they couldn't explain.
1: Yeah, totally. And that was something that I, I was thinking about too because I know that one of your themes is like being unstuck or getting unstuck. So I was kind of thinking about this before we got live, like what are, the, what are like the biggest reasons why people get stuck? And I was thinking about it and I was like, I came up with four reasons. One, people don't know something or not aware of it. Two, they don't understand something. And three, they have like a subconscious blind spot or like some sort of childhood imprinting that is like working against them. So like if you take like an algebra equation, for example, if you're staring at an algebra problem, a math problem, and you've never taken algebra before you're basically just staring at a bunch of x's and y's and numbers and have no idea what they mean right so in that case like you're going to stare at this problem and be stuck because you don't know it you don't understand it you haven't been taught it right so a lot of times people overcomplicate and are like why am i stuck why am i stuck is there something wrong with me is there something wrong with me what am i doing wrong And it's like no you just need somebody to teach you how to do that right teach you the algebra and then you can figure out the problem very easily it's the it's the subconscious stuff and the childhood imprinting stuff that actually is trickier. That's where like people like me come in It's like, I'm really good at like going straight into like what a belief system is or what the subconscious is doing to prevent people from moving forward. But the subconscious stuff or like old programming or like old thoughts or like embedded beliefs, like those are trickier um, to move through because you're not designed to be aware of your subconscious, right? Like, you can't see it (laughs) so that's what that's like those two are the ones where it's like you need a mentor who can like help you see the blind spots or you need somebody to teach you like if you're trying to run a business and don't know how that's a knowing and an understanding issue so then you would just hire somebody to teach you how to run a business simple right for me that's how i started i I was like i know my skill set i know i'm a really good coach and i'm a really i'm really good at working with people but I was like, I had no idea how to run a business. I never went to school for business. Like I was a psychology major, so I had to hire someone to teach me business. And then the business took off. And then my subconscious blind spots kicked in, like two years later, mm. and I got really stuck, to be honest. So there, like, there was these two components for me. It's like I got taught how to run a business, and then all of this old programming around money and success and you know, threatening, um, or feeling like I was threatening people, not threatening people, um, overconfident or something. I was like making people uncomfortable, like all these things about betrayal and family ties and like all of this, like wellspring mm. of like all of my limiting beliefs came up about two years into my business. And it was hard. Cause I was like, business was going really well and smoothly. Why did I just, why did I feel stuck suddenly? And then I had to realize, Oh, yeah, this is a bunch of subconscious stuff that's coming up that needs to be cleared, so that you can get keep going. Does that make sense?
0: It does. I mean, yeah, I bet anyone listening to this, they will not able to notice like life loop. I don't know how that's called in English or not, but it's gonna be like that, right? It's curved, mm-hmm. and until you're aware of like you reach that point either the top or bottom and not making any change, it's gonna be like. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be, you stuck. get really stagnant. Yeah. You're going to keep in the hamster wheel loop or like some loop that get you stuck, not even moving, maybe backwards. Yeah, yep, totally. Yeah. And I think what happens
1: too is that when you've had like a period of success, whether that's in a relationship or business or money or whatever, um, it does build your confidence and it makes you feel really good. And so when you get stuck suddenly for a reason that you're not aware of, it feels bad, right? It feels bad. It feels like you're failing. It feels like, you know, what did I do? Or like, is life punishing me? you know, like, you, you start to like yep. go through all the reasons that like you're bad or wrong, yeah. um, which again, why it's like super important to have a coach to be like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. There's a subconscious issue going on or maybe there's a kink with your lead generation or, you know, maybe you need to grow your audience. Like, it's just good to have somebody around to be like, there's nothing wrong. everything always works out right (laughs) and to just to to brainstorm around like what the actual issue is you can just move forward quicker so
0: yeah so Mm -hmm. I mean yeah I mean in case anyone have been listening to this until this far and they see already like yeah I think I want to work with group how can they reach out to you then or even just follow you
1: yeah the best place to follow me um, is Instagram um so that handle is brooke underscore kaylin and it's just k-a-l-a-n if you want to follow me and get to know some of my content and get to know my voice and get to know um sort of what i stand for and how i teach if you want more access to me on live streams facebook is the place because i go live on facebook pretty often and there it's for kalen again um and then if you're interested in like or curious about my services if you're interested in the courses if you're interested in you know, talking to me about what working together one-to-one would look like, I would say my website is the best place for that. And that is BrookeKaelin.com. So it's
0: all Brooke Kalin everywhere. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Right? Thank yeah. you so much for joining me today. I have a great fun talking to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that supports your lifestyle get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today start implementing what you have learned the results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck